trending comics that you may want to wait to buy, but others you may want to invest in right now. Let's talk about some key books. What's good, comic fam? This is a video filled with Black Panther comic books, so it's a spoiler-filled video. So hit the like and subscribe, and our Overstreet Price Guide advisor will tell you about a comic book that you gotta go pick up at your LCS. Number 10 on the list, Blade Vampire Nation number one. This is the 1 in 25 Gabriel Delato variant. We are seeing average sales of $25, which you would expect for a 1 in 25 ratio, but we saw a high pre-sale of $70, and after release, we're seeing $45 highs. Gabriel Delato absolutely killing it. I think it's all about the lighting on this cover. We have a powerful profile shot, Blade standing in a pool of blood. Post the King in Black, Blade teaming up with the vampires, have earned them a sovereign nation in Chernobyl, a place where the vampires can reside as long as their share of Blade keeps the streets clean and the humans alive. Written by Mark Russell, who you would know from Not All Robots. And given that Blade is such a fan favorite character, there really aren't enough Blade comic books. And I'm glad to see this one new this week. Support the show by downloading Key Collector Comics. Use code TOM101 to unlock a free two-week subscription of the best comic app in existence. Learn about funny books. Learn about key comics, suggested pricing, and get access to the trending 20. Yes, the Trending 20, which is the larger list on Key Collector that we source these 10 books from. Check it out every single week to see what you're missing. You may have some of those books in your back issue bin on the list. At number nine, Spider-Woman number five, debuting in 1978. Seeing $15 average sales, a high CGC sale for a 9.0, selling for $45. A month earlier, a 9.4, selling for $55. There is also a CGC 9.8 on a 10-day auction ending on the 27th of this month because this is a book that nobody was specking on. The fact that there were no 9.8s listed definitely shows that this is not a book that a lot of people wanted. There's only 18. 9.8s on the census. Well, this is the first modern appearance and the first full appearance of Morgan Le Fay. This is a sorceress who has been around since the golden age of Marvel Comics, and even before then, she was an adversary to King Arthur and the Round Table. So we had casting rumors last week that Aubrey Plaza got cast as an unnamed character. This week, we know that they are looking for someone named Evelyn to be in the new Agatha show. Is that going to be Aubrey Plaza's character? Are we building a larger roster of sorcerers and sorceress to be able to be in the Agatha show? I'm not quite certain, but Evelyn or Morgan Le Fay could very well be pointing towards Dr. Doomspec. I want to hear from the community in the comment section below. This is the casting call. They're looking for someone to portray a strong, evil, and ancient soul and has the power to convey their emotions without speaking. Her presence alone must have a chilling effect on the ones in her midst. If this ends up being Aubrey Plaza, Morgan Le Fay, it's going to add a layer of confidence to this investment that I think is warranted, similar to the confidence this show got by casting her in the first place. Number eight on the list, Black Panther number two from 2005. This is the first appearance of Shuri, and we've been talking about her for years. $150 average sale, high $309 for a CGC 9.8, multiple in the $300 range. What we have to keep in mind 
behind was the all-time high was August of 2021. A mere 15 months ago, $1,300. We're down $1,000 and they just released a major movie with her in it and her contract has her doing at least 12 more movies. An increase of copies sold of 147% since the debut of Black Panther. As we mentioned, this is a video filled with spoilers post the movie. The spec has comics moving. She becomes Black Panther in the film. Mm -hmm. However, the ending is essentially setting up the mantle to be passed again. And she is also not going to be seemingly the king or queen of Wakanda like many thought may happen. There is a total 2,061 copies graded on the census of this book, 904 of which are graded at a 9.8. Seeing this book hit $300 this past week tells me one thing. This is the time, if you can afford it, to buy some certain key comic books for the long haul. $300 for Shuri's first appearance is ridiculously cheap. $300 is crazy for this book. And I think part of the issue is that when Chadwick Boseman passed away, we knew that there were multiple potentials for the new Black Panther. Everyone thought Shuri, but then some people thought M'Baku, and then people thought Killmonger was coming back, and then we potentially had Okoye. Like, there were other things that were happening. Spread thin. Way too spread thin. And I think right now that the movie has come out, and we have a little bit more confirmation that we are seeing people dumb these books. It's a perfect time to buy this book. This is the absolute bottom of the market. Considering the trending 20 is filled about half of it with Black Panther books, it shows that a lot of members are breaking out their key books, selling them now right before the holidays. Collectors tend to do this, which has pushed a lot of key books to be a bit more affordable than they already were. It's a perfect storm if you're looking to throw some money down on key books that seem like a very safe bet at the list at number seven. Namor, The Submariner, issue number one. This book debuted in 1990, seeing $10 average sales. And in November, selling for $150 for a CGC 9.8, multiple times that took place. And we also saw a Mark Jewelers variant 9.8 sell for $342 this month. 383% increase in copies sold because of Namor showing up in the movie. Why are we specking on the sixth solo series? Probably because this is just a really inexpensive entry point. There is a total of 484 copies graded on the census, 218 of which are graded at a 9.8. The heights this book reached at a 9.8 was 290, seeing it hover around the $150 marker with an uptick in copies sold means a lot of members are bringing them out thus pushing the price down a bit. And I like that they gave Namor a lot of time on the screen, but clearly they're setting him up for a lot more appearances in the MCU. Bringing him in as an antagonist is a brilliant idea. The fact that he spends so much time protecting Atlantis and attacking Wakanda, why does he do that? He's a very deep character, and most people think of him as such a good superhero, and he is now, but there's a lot of times where he is fighting other people to protect his family. And now we're moving on to number six on the list with Amazing Spider-Man issue number six. $7.99, the second print. Holy smokes, we've been covering the trending list for a really long time. We've come full circle. It's been like four years. We have $18 average sales and a 9.8 hitting $87. This is the second printing featuring Red Goblin and Goblin Child on the cover for the first time. And you know it'd be because of Normie Osborne finally getting his time 
in the limelight. A 1,250% increase in copies sold because our buddy Jim Comics talking about spec. This is one of those things that really has to show you that sometimes you have to be patient. Sometimes these stories come full circle. I know Marvel releases books that are 6, 8, 12 issues and you have them wrapped up in 6 months. This is one of those things that when they started planting the Normie Osborne seeds, it was almost 4 years ago and now it's finally coming to fruition. Only 79 copies graded on the census at a 9.8. Jim Comics mentions this book as the one to own. But I thought it curious that he picked that one because he actually mentioned it four years ago. And I'm pretty sure we covered it when he Mm -hmm. did that as well because it spiked then, just (laughs) like it is now. And big uh, recommendation for Gold Goblin, seeing Norman Osborn deal with his inner demons that have been vanquished. You know, he is no longer this psychopath and he's learning how to be good and he's got this drive to do good and is becoming a superhero so i recommend you read issue number one and i'm excited to see where they take normie osborne next year number five on the list invincible iron man number nine first full appearance of riri williams a hundred dollar average sales and a cgc 9.8 high sale of 405 dollars but we also had a low sale this last week of $226. The swing is massive. The demand is there, but it's really, really difficult to get a solid price on this book because it is all over the place. This book has seen heights of $4,350 and is selling for right around the $1,800 marker right now, but has seen lows of $1,500 this year. I sit in front of a Turcotte variant graded at a 9.8, and these numbers don't scare me at all. If anything, I'm thinking that this may be one of the best times to throw money down for Riri if you are excited post Black Panther as I am. And this next book on the list at number four is one that you just have to know the cover. It goes missed all the time. It's like the only key book in the entire run. We have The Spectre, number 54, James Gunn specking more DC keys, debuting in 1997, seeing $50 average sales and a high sale for a CGC 9.8 of $300 this month. The all-time high was $320, so this is right in line with where we expected, but this is the first appearance of the second Mr. Terrific. I do love this Richard Corbin cover. It is one of those books that it just immediately hits you across the face when you're looking through this run. You'll never forget it when you no, see it. No, you first absolutely time. know this cover, and then you go, oh, and it's a key, a key of the third smartest man in the DC universe. Damn I right. do love that byline, Mr. Terrific. Indeed. James Gunn has been working with Peter Safran all week, two weeks, talking about his upcoming plans to just take over the DCU. And he posted about Lobo. And then he posted about Strange Adventures. He's been doing that for a long time. But then he randomly tweets out a picture of Mr. Terrific. Clearly, he's looking to dabble with some lesser-known characters to give them some time in the sun. Well, we are definitely seeing more ensemble films working really well for Marvel. And the DC recipe seems to be better with we've got a Black Adam, we've got a Superman, we've got a Batman, let's see a Mr. Terrific, let's see a Lobo, because you focus on those solo characters to kind of flesh them out. Something Marvel did very well in the beginning of the MCU, but right now, we'd rather see teams. And this is actually a character that will resonate with a lot of individuals because he was on four seasons of Arrow, so people are kind of prime for a return of Mr. Terrific, who's actually a really dope character at the list at number three. We have DC Pride number one, debuting in 
2022. This year, this is a book that comes out every year, and we have a $5 average sale and a $20 raw sale and a CGC 9.8 hitting $60 because of the final story in the comic book. We're seeing an increase of copies sold of 650% after legendary voice actor Kevin Conroy passed away. And it gave a further interest in this book because of just how touching and memorable and emotional the story is that he wrote at the end of this very important comic. Kevin Conroy was the voice of a generation. He voiced Batman in the animated series and so many kids grew up knowing him as the Dark Knight. This is an amazing story. Him telling a very, very sad personal story of him struggling as a gay actor and finally coming upon this role and coming into his own. It's very touching. It's very worth reading and it's an amazing way to commemorate this. $5 to $7 average sales. This was a $10 book, brand new. Pick this up and read it if you're interested or if you're a Batman fan. It's a great book. I recommend the Jen Bartel variant. It's easily the fan favorite for 2022 and was the fan favorite of 2021. Mm -hmm. You know, she definitely brings the heat. And I'm going to put a link in the description because DC Pride 2022, the anthology is free to read online and every single person should at least read Kevin Conroy's part of the comic book. Number two on the list, oh my god, we are talking about the first appearance of Lobo again, a Mega Man. Number three, still $100 average sales, but we are seeing a new high sale of $360, 103% increase in copies sold over last week, and still every week we are seeing more and more people buying this book, and more and more people grading this book. Since the last time we talked about this book, there are 33 more slabs on the Census. Since we've reported on this comic last, it's been four days, comic fam. There has been an increase of 11 9.8 copies added to the census, and we are seeing increases of 8% in lower grades, high-grade sales that are increasing over 25%. The 9.4 hit $140. That's an increase of 47% when you compare it to its recent 12-month average. The 9.6 hitting 169 that's an increase of 25%, and the 9.8s are averaging a strong $350. That's 10% over its recent 12 months. All because of what we told you about before. James Gunn hinting that Lobo may be of interest as a character to go up against Superman, as well as Jason Momoa really hinting that he would like to portray this mercenary on the screen. Now, normally with a repeat offender, you see more price spikes than $10 week over week. Part of the reason is the fact that we have over 7,000 total copies on the census and just over 2,100 copies in 9.8. There's a lot of them out there. Before we tell them about the book that's trending most this week, I want to remind the community that you can support us directly by giving me an excuse to send you comic books every single month. We teamed up with Peach Momoko to put in a Demon Wars Shield of Justice mystery mail call variant in every single box. What do you think? Wow, this is absolutely stunning. You guys know I love Peach, one of my favorite artists of all time, and such a really, really nice person. So glad that she's going to be gracing the cover of the Mystery Mail Call yet again this month. ComicTom101.com to sign up, guys. You got to support the show. Make it happen. And that's not all. One per box. We've teamed up with artist David Mack on Ninja Funk number one. We made trade dress, virgin, foils, and medals going out one per box at random. ComicTom101 
number1.com to join the community. Support what we do and at the list at number one. Black Panther number three, debuting this year, the first appearance of Tosin. $35 average sales. We are seeing a high sale for a CGC 9.8 of $185. There is also an absolutely gorgeous 1 in 25 variant by Taran Clark that is seeing heights of $799 and they are listed for a thousand or more on eBay right now. I'm imagining that's a high sale for a 9.8. Absolutely. Well, we have a total census count of the standard cover of 1,278 labs 1152 of them are graded at a 9.8 this comic book came out this year that right there should demonstrate the heat this comic has had all year long this book came out and just hit the ground running immediately sold out immediately went back to press the really interesting thing was the book came out and then the Joe Jusco variant, the actual action card one, didn't come out until two weeks later, but it's still considered a first print. That book does not sell as well as the regular cover. This may be the spec book of the year. This book has sold more units than any single Riri Williams key all year long. And prior to Wakanda Forever, because this book has gone nuclear post the post-credit scene, we'll get to that in a second, this book was being specced upon by comic lovers because Tosin is such a badass character, tattooed with vibranium ink. His view on Wakanda's reliance on vibranium is so unique that members really believe in the character and where he's going, but he hasn't really been developed yet. And then we have the post-credit scene. The naming of the future Black Panther, the descendant of T'Challa, with a very similar nickname to Tosin. Okay, people specking on Tosin, totally cool. People specking on Tosin because it sounds like Toussaint, which is the name of the son revealed at the end of the new Black Panther movie. This may be a little bit of a stretch. Now, T'Challa does not have a son in Marvel comic continuity. There are Elseworld-style stories. We have seen him and Storm have a kid before. But really, if people are specking on Tosin just because it sounds like Toussaint, we're going to see something happen with this kid in the MCU. We know, but I still think it's a little bit far removed to be spending a whole lot of money just because of a similarity in name. It would be such a coincidence if it has nothing to do with it. So I understand the urge to buy this comic book, but I want to know what the community thinks in the comment section below. Hit the like and slap the subscribe. And as always, geek responsibly. Enough said. Join myself and this guy on the best new place to buy and sell collectibles. As mentioned in this video, I bought this pouch from Rob Liefeld, the co-creator of Deadpool. He signed it and everything, and you can too. Join us on Whatnot, where we do dollar start auctions that last as little as 15 seconds long. We're doing some of the best deals in comics on the best new app to buy and sell comics. We have two other videos for you to watch. We made them for you. Enjoy them and have a great week.